So, so to me, we're just like, I, I mean, I just, I'm of a mindset, Josh, where I just say, you know what? Take the victories where we can get them, man. Just, we just take the victories where we can get them. boys and girls welcome in uh, to another fine week of your favorite and um, possibly only weekly alabama politics podcast at uh, alabama politics this week with josh moon and david person oh and i'm i'm so happy i'm so happy it makes me so happy because david is so pissed coming into this week <laughs> and he is going to rant oh he's going to be so mad and and Everything he says is justified. He has every reason to be angry, and it's oh, it's it's such a beautiful thing when somebody gets when somebody gets so angry for the right purpose, uh, because uh, and and so we'll uh, we're going to talk about the, the end of the session, but we're going to do that at t- towards the end of this thing, and we'll have uh, House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels on to also talk about our our main uh, main story uh, here, which is the the Huntsville uh, Police Department ongoing saga uh, here. Uh, after the conv- the murder conviction of uh, William Ben Darby uh, for for you know murdering a man uh, while on duty uh, and a uh, uh, grand jury and a and a courtroom jury found him guilty of this, these things and so um, you know you're, you're mayor in Huntsville mm. so last week let me let me just set this up and then I'll just I'll turn this thing over and David can. Can kill Tommy Battle. Uh, so <laughs> could they kill him? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm verbally speaking, verbally speaking. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> although he might like to. Uh, hey. So last week, last week on on this very program, we talked to David because David is uh, one of the. Would, would you call yourself an, an official, an officer of the Rosa Parks Day? Yeah, committee? my my title is media liaison. That's, that's immediately that's, that's what I am Ro- with the Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks Day. Yeah. They are uh, they have met with Mayor Tommy Battle uh, last last week uh, uh, prior to us doing this podcast. Spoke to him about his comments in support of the convicted murderer uh, and and questioning the jury's decision, saying the jury had gotten it wrong. Uh, he hoped that Darby you know used his appeals, uh, and that had really, as you might imagine caused a lot of friction within the community in, in Huntsville because you have the mayor of what's soon to be Alabama's largest city uh, coming out and, and basically backing a murderer. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, I understand that the guy used to be a police officer, but a, a jury, a, a, you know, a courtroom jury found the man guilty. So, uh, and, and rightfully so. You watch the body cam on this thing. It's, it's terrible. Uh, so <laughs> um, after this meeting, Tommy, or during this meeting, Tommy Battle had said that he was going to recant his uh, his previous statements and instead issue a very brief statement that only said he appreciated the jury and that William Darby uh, could could appeal if he chose to. Basically, right. I'm basically right on that. Yeah, yeah um, that's the essence of it. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, in response to that and to the apparently good conversation. Uh, Rosa Parks Day Committee, uh, House Speaker, uh, House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels and uh, Representative Laura Hall, they they held a press conference afterwards. They said they were no longer going to ask for Tommy Battle's resignation, which they had done. 
uh, in addition to Chief Mark McMurray's uh, resignation. They've asked for, for both of those guys to resign uh, in the wake of what has gone on over the last year with the police department and the way they've handled it. Um, they were no longer going to do that for Tommy Battle, though, because he had seen the error of his ways, mm-hmm. and he had issued a better statement that was, that was better for the city of Huntsville, uh, because really the first one was the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And so, I mean, why wouldn't you take a, take another swing to make a, make a better one? The following day, <laughs> the following day, to, uh, this is where we get into David's anger. Uh, the following day, Tommy Battle gave an interview with AL.com. Uh, uh, Paul Gaddis, I believe. Uh, yes, was, was Paul Gaddis. The, the yeah. um, and Tommy told Paul Gaddis, that uh, he's no longer recanting that statement. And matter of fact, he stands by both statements now, which somehow was dumber than the other dumb statement that he had released to begin with. Um, For no apparent reason at all, he recanted his recant and decided that that was a good move for him to make. Uh, in response, uh, the Rosa Parks Day committee has uh, uh, canceled a meeting with him for this week, uh, reissued their call for him to resign, uh, and have now, along with, with Daniels and, and Hall, uh, asked the Department of Justice to, to, to begin an investigation into the Huntsville Police Department. Um, so there is uh, everything that has happened. <laughs> Person, yeah, would you like to scream for a little while? Because <laughs> I would really like for you to scream for a little while. Well, I, I tell you, um, Josh, this has been this has been uh, the wildest political roller coaster ride I think I've ever been on. And um, as I said, uh, you know. Um, in an email to the mayor, the mayor emailed me, um, I guess it was yesterday, which, okay, we're recording this on Thursday, so I think it was Wednesday, when we sent out our statement that um, was basically saying, okay, in light of, as you just said, in light of the fact that he, he uh, told Paul Gaddis that he would stand, that he stands on both statements, um, we, you know, we... Um, we were canceling the meeting and so forth. And so uh, Mayor Battle sent me an email uh, asking me, what did I mean by saying that he had recast his statement? And as I said to him, and I'm saying to, you know, I'm sharing with the public now, um, standing on both statements is not consistent with the spirit or the substance of our conversation. You know, of what we as a committee understood his position to be, you know, it was not that he was standing on both statements, but that he was, in fact, acknowledging that his affirmation of this convicted murderer who killed a man while wearing a badge, killed a man who was in mental anguish and distress and Mm -hmm. obviously in need of help. Um, that that this was not acceptable coming from the leader of the city or the police chief. So we thought that that we thought that we had reached a a place of agreement with Mayor Battle, yeah. 
So the fact that he then tells Paul Gaddis, according to Gaddis's story, he tells Paul Gaddis, I stand on both statements. Well, he didn't leave us with any choice. How are we going to meet with him if he's, if he's basically saying to us this, but then telling Paul Gaddis that? Yeah. You know, yeah, we, I mean, what he said means nothing. It nullifies, yeah. it nullifies what he said to us. So that's what I said mm-hmm. to him in this email. And I, and I went on to say, we're profoundly disappointed in your decision to, quote, stand on both statements. Our committee viewed this, Josh and listeners, as a breach of our trust and good faith. Now, I want to be clear about something, because it's real easy for these kinds of situations to devolve into, you know, attacks on, on people and personalities and so forth. The Rosa Parks Day Committee's focus is changing the culture of policing in Huntsville. It is absolutely Mm -hmm. unconscionable that a law enforcement officer would kill a man in cold blood after only being on the scene for 30 seconds when there were other officers already there engaging with this man, trying to de-escalate a situation where a man was not threatening their lives, but threatening his own life. It is absolutely unconscionable. And the only thing... In the house that's for less right. than 10 seconds. And the only thing that's worse than that, in my mind, is for the mayor and the police chief to say he did his job. He wasn't guilty. Mm-hmm. What the hell? This is a man's life. Yeah. This is a man's life. And it's not just his life. Yeah. But we've seen family members on camera. I had... Josh, uh, the Rosa Parks State Committee has a Facebook page, and uh, we posted some story about this horrific situation. And a woman posted on there, on one of our posts, a woman posted a, a comment and identified herself as the fiance of Mr. Jeffrey Parker. Think mm-hmm. about that for a minute. So if, if she is indeed who she said she, she is, This poor woman was at a loss. She lost her fiancé, the person that she loved and was planning to marry. Mm -hmm. It's extraordinary to me that, that we have reduced this kind of loss to just policy and training. Mm-hmm. And I want to say one other thing, Josh. There are people who have tried to say that uh, this is somehow uh, a matter of race. That, some, that, that there are people that are making this a, a racial issue. Uh, there, there may be individuals who are doing that. But the Rosa Parks Day Committee's position is that this is a horrific situation where a white cop kills a white man. For those who don't know, Mr. Parker is white. Mm-hmm. He's not black. 
So, you know, there's no racial component there. Now, the police officers who were there prior to Officer Darby arriving, they were, or they are, they they are black people. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, is there a racial component there? Did Mr. Did Officer Darby feel that, you know, he had uh, uh, the right to supersede what those police officers were doing because he's white and they're black? I, I don't know. I don't know. No, or that she's a female. Or that she was a yeah. female. That's right. That one of the one of the officers there who was directly engaged with him was female. I don't know. I can't speak to that. Uh, but I can say that uh, that anybody who's trying to suggest that we are making this a racial issue is mistaken. Uh, even though, even though, if there was a racial element to it, you know that would be legitimate. It would be legitimate to point that yeah. out, press that, because, you know, we live in a society that has been shaped by racism. We live in a country that was that mm -hmm. was defined by racism from the moment the Europeans came here and took the land from the indigenous people and claimed to discover this place and then used African people to yeah. build this place. So, you know, to suggest that it's somehow illegitimate to bring up race is, is ludicrous. But in this particular case, you know, our concern is not the race of the officer or the race of the of the of the of the murder victim. Our concern is that a police officer murdered a man in cold blood who was in mental distress, was not a threat to anyone, and that and that the actions of this officer were affirmed by the mayor and the police chief. Yeah, it's just um Man, I'll tell you, you know, it's it's a really stupid thing um, to to begin with. I mean, it's a really, really, really stupid thing for, for the mayor, especially. Uh, the police chief, you know, you, you I don't want to say you understand it, but you at least can can see where, you know, he feels like his his training, his leadership would be in question if he didn't back the officer. OK, you could you could understand some sort of a personal uh, you know, responsibility being involved in that, uh, and so you you would see where he would you know against all evidence and everything else come out on the side of the officer. For the mayor, though, it's really stupid. I mean, it's really dumb. I mean, it's really dumb to not to to not simply say, listen, you know, the jury's spoken here. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move forward as a city. Uh, and and try. I, I just, you know, I don't understand why. I don't understand why he did this. But I, I'll tell you, I was I was involved in in something similar um, in Montgomery, uh, and it was the, you know the killing uh, of of Greg Gunn there by an officer who was eventually convicted uh, of that, and um, you know, and the mayor did some of the same stuff, and I, and it's just you know, matter, matter of fact, you know, Todd Strange, who I like uh, and still have conversations with even today. Um, you know, I, I told him, you know, at, at that time, I said, man, you're, you're just flat wrong on this. And I said, you know, and, and you know that you're wrong. You know that you're wrong because of the things that you're doing. They are so out of line with with how you normally conduct yourself and how you normally handle situations. And I said, you know, just look at the, at the just the mountain of shit that you've had to build here to you know, to justify your position on this. And and you you know you can't do it. 
And, you know, and he guaranteed me that, you know, the jury was never going to find him, you know, guilty and all that. And I said, look, man, I, I disagree. I, th- I think that anybody that, that sees this is going to have a problem with it. And and the same thing in this. Uh, it's just, you know, it's like it's honest to God. It's like Tommy Battle just can't say I was wrong about this from the start. I was wrong to push for the defense of this. I was wrong for the, these things, all of which he doesn't necessarily have to come out and say. But. He at some point has to say, we've got to move forward. And to just carry this on is just so, so irresponsible and so hurtful to so many people. And I'm, I'm really perplexed. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm at this particular uh, point, Josh, I'm less angry than I am. I do have flashes of anger because of what happened to Mr. Parker. No doubt about it. But, but I, but I feel just in terms of the politics of it, why the mayor, initially said what he said, why he reneged on or recanted what he had said to us. I'm just, I don't really understand it. It's perplexing to me. I don't understand how he feels this accrues to, to the city's benefit. And, um, and then I'm also going to say, uh, as I pointed out in, um, as we, as we pointed out rather in our, in our statement, uh, started to say it was my email, but it wasn't my email. It was our statement uh, that we issued yesterday. Here, Huntsville is trying to position itself to be the recipient of the uh, the uh, space force, uh, uh, you know, to be the the location for the space force headquarters, you know, which will have national and even global implications. Right. So what kind of city right. are we going to look like if on if if we're trying to to be the headquarters of the Space Force, something that could define the city and the nation and perhaps the world for decades to come, potentially. And yet at the same time, we've got leaders who are condoning mm-hmm the actions of a of a cop who murders a man who is in mental health crisis who's suffering a mental health crisis and you juxtapose those two things it just doesn't it, it's not a good look and quite honestly i would think if and i'm just being honest if i were if i were the people in colorado or if i were the people uh, who have uh, authority with the Space Force and its development, I would really question whether or not this would be the kind of city I would want to locate in if that's the tone of the leader. Uh, well, it, it, yeah, you're right. And, and, and just, just for the mere, if for nothing, for no other reason, even if you don't care anything about uh, Mr. Parker and, and all that from, from the outside of this thing, just this, the sheer stupidity of it. Uh, of 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 this sort of thing, uh, and and just the, uh, I mean, just the way the whole thing has been conducted, just the way that that you have treated people. Uh, I mean, the the you know the recanting the recant deal. I mean, what do you, you know? Why why do you keep this going? You know, like nobody was clamoring for Tommy Battle to come out with a you know to oh I, we're so angry that you recanted this. Nobody was doing that. No no not serious people were not. Yeah, we all know that. So, what you know? Why are you that bad as of a of a leader at this as a mayor? And so, I think that's a 
I mean, that's a huge problem for them, you know, with it, with this. And it just, it, it's not for, you know, not even with just with the space force, but to right. be, you right. know, Huntsville is, is pitched as this progressive shining star in Alabama, mm. uh, of, you know, this place that's not really out. Al- yeah, it's Alabama, but not really Alabama. It's Huntsville, you know, uh, you know, kind of like Chattanooga right. in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, it's Chattanooga, but not really, or, or Nashville. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you, you can you have these little bubbles where you can go to where that are that are not really like the rest of the state. And I mean, this this is such a it's such a blow to that kind of facade. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it makes people think it's a bad you're just look. really kind of it's fooling them. And Alabama's Alabama, no not, matter what. It's not a look that's going to be a, a good fit for, as you're saying, for who we we purport to be, who we would like people to see us as. And and I think it's a reason why. You know, again, to me, it it was a no brainer to just simply just say, you know, uh, well, the the statement never should have been made, um, you know, and and you know, interesting thing is too, and I don't, I can't remember if you said this already or not, so forgive me if if I if you've said this already, um, but you know, I'm not sure why the mayor made the initial statement in the first place. I mean, there was no requirement that he comment on this. Mm-hmm. He's not obligated to comment on it. You know, I can understand the police chief commenting on it, even though his comment was clearly the wrong comment, um, ill-advised and, and just disturbing even. But but the mayor, I you know, yeah. to me, the mayor didn't have to even get involved in this. You know, so... I, I just I don't know. It's it's perplexing to me. But, no. you know, uh, no. I, I will say for those who, yeah. you know, some people feel that uh, that the Rosa Parks Day Committee should not have canceled its meeting with the mayor. We're not saying that we will never talk to the mayor again. That's not what we're doing. But but after what happened, there was just no way we could walk mm-hmm. into a meeting with the mayor and it'd be a productive meeting. This there's just no way. So, uh, you know, there has to be, um, you know, there are a lot of behind the scenes conversations going on to try to to rectify things between um, between our committee and the mayor. And, and, you know, hopefully that'll happen. But in the meantime, you know, what I would say is we are going to continue Mm -hmm. to stand firm on the fact that what happened to Mr. Parker was horrific and should never be characterized in any other way as a criminal, horrific act, and that there should not be any affirmation of that act by city officials, period. No, I just don't understand how you could, how you could, possibly, how you could possibly look at people and say that's the way you want your police officers to behave. How is that... How is that even remotely what you're wanting out of this? I, that's the, you know, and that to me is the bottom line out of all this. And, and maybe, you know, maybe I'll, I'll tell you, well, I'll, I'll send, uh, not like I'm a white knight or something here. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I, I would, I would like to get an answer from Tommy Battle about this. Yeah. Is, is this the way that you believe police officers should be? You know, because at the bottom, that's the bottom line, right? Is, is, are, are you seriously saying to us that, that you think this right. is the way a police officer should behave in that situation. Uh, you know, I mean, what else is there? And, uh, you know, and I have one question, and I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, but I, I keep seeing these stories about how much the city actually paid for Darby's defense. 
What I thought there was a cap of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. That's that's been my understanding. Well, is that is there some question uh, as to whether or not there was a cap, or they may have paid more? The last thing that I heard, and I can't remember where I heard it, so uh, take this with, uh, you know, take that under advisement. But the last thing I heard was that someone had done an analysis and of the city budget, and they could not identify where that money came from. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was, where it was indicated in the budget. You know, what line item. Right. So that raises questions, obviously, about about not just, uh, you know, uh, just generally speaking, you know, how is this being managed? But it does raise questions about, well, if we can't find it, then how do we know how much there is, how much has actually been spent? Well, I know his his attorney is uh, tooting, so I know that uh, he doesn't work for free. I mean, and that's, uh, you know, he's a. He's a good one. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, you, you went and got probably the best defense attorney in, in the in Huntsville area anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, you had to know that that wasn't going to be cheap. So I and I can't imagine that what went on in this case would have cost only one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. So yeah. uh, you're looking at at least, uh, you know, the hundred twenty five thousand plus. Them. So maybe somebody else that they chipped in from the family or the police union or something like that. Uh, which I think the police union should have paid for the whole thing personally, but and the city should stop paying for these uh, for, for cops, you know, the defense like that. Well, it is a questionable. It, that was a questionable thing for sure, and we and we already had one councilman, uh, Devin Keith, say that he regretted uh, mm-hmm. voting for that. You know, he said that he didn't have all the facts, and yeah. uh, so yeah, you know, I, I I'll tell you this, I own that mm-hmm. I. You know, I, I'm I'm hesitant to um, to criticize some of those things so much. Now, I think that there ought to be maybe a line drawn somewhere. Same right. same as with the the HR policy on you know when you got when you can and cannot be immediately fired. Uh, but uh, on these things, you know, because I think there are a lot of lawsuits that come against police officers. Uh, that should be covered in some way because they are BS lawsuits. Uh, you know, I, I think you see that a lot with teachers as well. Uh, it's one of the main th- reasons, you know, the AEA does, does a lot of stuff there as well. But again, AEA is their union and you pay union dues into that. And so that's why they cover it. However, also a lot of school boards and uh, school districts will cover fees, uh, you know, attorneys fees and whatnot for, for pe- teachers that are employed uh, that they believe are in the right and, and they'll cover that for them. Uh, you know, had that in Athens, as a matter of fact, with the superintendent up here, who is, you know, <laughs> you know, money, money poorly spent in that regard, right. I would say. But right. uh, still, uh, you know, I, I think that you've got to answer for it, though. You've got to answer for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't seem like they're they're very willing to do so. Well, there's got to be accountability. And I think and I think what Devin was saying, I haven't talked to Devin Keith personally about this, but I'm assuming that what he's saying is that in light of a clearer understanding of what transpired when Mr. Parker was killed, he regrets it. I don't, I don't know that he's saying the city should never do that, even though, uh, and I'm still not clear on this and, and, and it, you know, perhaps I can ask the mayor or somebody about it at some point, but, um, but it, my understanding is that this is the first time the city's ever done this. I think you even wrote that. Did you not? 
Did you not? Yeah, like I, did, I did. This is the first. This first time that, that yeah. anybody could find that they've done. Yeah, uh, that, that, that they have uh, done. That. So it was an unusual. So it was unusual that of all the times that they would pick to do it, they would do. Mm-hmm. They would choose this one, where it seems like they had less. I mean, the ground, the legal ground, their legal yeah. standing was shakier, perhaps than at other times. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it just I, I don't. I, it's 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 a weird, very weird case, man. It's mm-hmm. a very weird thing, and and I wonder. You know, I wonder how much uh, his history and the family history there of the of the Darby's, you know, being police officers and stuff. I wonder how much that played into this and the and the union and pressure from from those folks, uh, you know, got involved and and how much that had to do with what went down here. Because it it's it's very very strange to me that that they chose this, that they rallied behind this guy when you you know you had to know that this all was going to come out. And I mean, to watch those videos and to watch the way that that man behaved, man, nobody in the world was going to think that that was okay. No, there's nobody. I mean, no, the, yeah. the biggest yeah. uh, pro police guy in the world, which may very well be their own DA, looked at it and said, "Whoa, that's not right," you know. Uh, and I mean, it just—I don't—I don't know, man. And that's a—it's uh, it, so weird the way they do these things sometimes, and and the way they get themselves caught up in it, and it's just. Uh, it, it, it defies logic. It, it really, what has happened here with with Tommy, and, and I mean. I think most of the time when you do something that is wrong, that you have this sort of fallout and you have this sort of problem after problem after problem after problem with it, uh, because you're, you, you're, you were wrong from the beginning. And instead of just saying we were wrong, yeah, you, you just keep piling the, just one brick of shit on top of another. Uh, on there, and and that's what's happened here. And it's until he just comes out and does that, it's it's going to continue to pile up. And it just doesn't, it does not make any sense whatsoever. Because to go back, he loses nothing by just saying we were wrong, uh, you know. And we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, the jury's spoken, and we're gonna move on. It, it you know, and we're and we're gonna make some. T- and you're gonna have to fire McMurray. It's gonna come. You're gonna do it. I guarantee, I guarantee you that guy won't be police chief next next fall. Well, I tell you, you mean this coming fall? Okay. This coming fall, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think it was telling in the in the same interview in which uh, the mayor told Paul Gaddis that he stood on both statements. Paul asked him several times about supporting the police chief and it seemed like as i recall it was like pulling teeth to get him to say that he supported him so there there may be something to what you're saying there yeah i, I mean it, it's writing on the wall man he's got i mean no the chief he may retire you know quote unquote retire or whatever but it's common you can't do this i mean he's lost he's lost the people inside the department uh you know and and it's just it's coming you know it's coming so all right, we're going to slide out of here, and uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little more uh, about uh, this deal and, and some other things uh, with, with the legislative session with uh, with Anthony Daniels, who is also all wrapped up into this. And him and David can well. be angry together now, so look out. Look out. Two angry black men at the same time. Is that time. allowed in America and Alabama? Is that allowed? Well, right. well. <laughs> Only on this podcast, and I gotta warn you, that we're both probably gonna be arrested as soon as it's over. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a minute. Outbound politics. Hey, everybody! Just wanted to remind you, if you would take a moment 
and go to your favorite podcast destination and leave us a nice review if you would. Uh, also, don't forget to rate us if you get a chance. Uh, that would really, really help us out a whole lot here. And, uh, you know, maybe we could earn some money off this thing every now and then. Thanks a lot, guys. All righty. Welcome back in Alabama Politics this week. Uh, we are happier. It might be overstating it a little bit, uh, but we're, you know, we're at least mildly amused that An- Anthony Daniels is with us. Uh, uh, <laughs> mildly amused. <laughs> um, uh, House Minority Leader uh, Anthony Daniels. No, I'm just joking. I always give him a hard time, but uh, we, uh, he's, uh, he's a good, he's a good guy. Uh, yep. Although, uh, as I've, as I've said now with it, uh, off, off the air, uh, so to speak, uh, that I'm, I'm a little worried about having uh, two angry black men on at the same time. Uh, and so, uh, y'all, y'all be careful. Uh, and that's, uh, <laughs> no, listen, look, we, we, we talked about this in the, in the opening for, for a while, uh, David and I, that, uh, this, what, what's going on with Huntsville is, is terrible, uh, here. And what's, what's continuing to go on, uh, with the mayor's office and, um, this, this sort of ridiculous, insistence on standing by a guy who has now been convicted of murder is I, I, I can't wrap my head around what, what's taking place here. And I know you have been involved w- with this, uh, with the Rosa Parks Day committee and, um, and, and with the, the press conferences and everything else. And so I, I'd like to just get your thoughts first on, on what has transpired and what you think is happening here. Well, I mean, I've been trying to wrap my head around this for uh, a few weeks, uh, um, trying to figure out uh, at what point uh, did our justice system not work for us. And I think that to to as politicians, we have to be extremely careful about um, every situation that happens and really invoking ourselves into uh, into the justice system of. You know, there are things that are kind of that you'll point out that's obviously wrong. Right. But when you see a jury um, convict someone um, of, of murder uh, within what, a few minutes, mm-hmm. that tells you there was no real um, doubt. Right. They reached this conclusively, like unanimous. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, when we make statements like that, it's very disturbing. And, you know, and so I just don't I just don't understand it. Uh, I was very shocked and very uh, really disappointed in the response. There's one thing to to be in support of law enforcement. There's another thing of being in and, and support a wrongdoing. Yeah. You know, I can't right. be, I, I cannot double down on something that was very clear. Yes, the uh, officer does have a right to appeal. I understand that statement, right? But any statement that tries to undermine our justice system, um, when there's been, you know, they've been, an individual been given due process and they're convicted uh should be concerning uh to any person in government that um you know that the the this department reports to and so i was i was t- i was shocked yeah uh, 
Yeah, I think one thing that you said there is pretty important because there's there's been um, statements. Well, and it's I'll say it's it's, it's hard to verify uh, the accuracy of of the statement that was allegedly put out by a juror. Uh, you know, it was posted to to Reddit uh, and then it spread around all over the place. And you know, the way it was written and the things that were said, uh, it certainly seemed to be very credible. Uh, that said, I tried to verify uh, with that person who posted it and even with the moderator on the forum where it was posted, you know, what were the, the facts that were in there. Uh, I, I was never able to reach anybody, so I, you know, I wouldn't write anything about it. But, you know, if they're to be believed, and, and I think uh, the other thing that leads some credence to, to this particular portion of what they wrote is the fact that what, what Anthony said was uh, how quick the verdict came uh, in this. Uh, was when matter when they walked into the room and they took the first vote, it was eleven to one, and the one person just wanted to hear a little bit more and talk about the evidence before. But they, they were not at all against voting guilty. They just wanted to at that time talk about it a little bit deeper and and to review some of the evidence. And so they did that, took another vote, and everybody was unanimous according to that person that posted it. I, I mean, that's a for for a person like. Uh, like an, a police officer who is given, we've seen these, these trials, we've seen these, it is, it is not common. Uh, it is not common practice that a police officer gets a raw deal with a jury or with the justice system. And matter of fact, it goes the other way almost every single time. So I, I don't, when you see that and you see what has happened and then you see the body camera footage and and the mayor and the police chief have all this stuff. How in the world can you make that statement? Well, I, I think for me, um, um, it was unfortunate. I think it's done a lot of damage into our community. I think that um, individuals have, uh, in my mind, um, not to be ultra political or partisan, but we politics, some, some people believe that they could mimic their politics off of a certain person, uh, politics that uh, preceded uh, President Biden, and you just can't. You you know is that that's not who you are. You just can't do that. If that was the intent, right? You cannot make statements and expect um, the community to just um, sit back and and just oh you know just just be calm because this is a person's life. Uh, and I think that their family uh, deserve more respect than they receive uh, based upon our, and we have to be careful about how we respond to that because everybody's watching, right? And everybody's listening and everybody uh, is expecting for us to take the high road and how we deal with these situations and try to find solutions, but also um, understand what, you know, what's transpired. This is nothing new. And, and here's one final point I'll make. Any department that tells me that these are the things that we're going to change, we're about to change, I see a problem with that anyway. Because we've experienced something in the last year or two or even more, case after case after case. As politicians, we try to figure out a way to modernize our strategies whenever we see something happen in other places, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you, but if anybody say this is what we're trying to do right now to make the situation better, 
that's a bunch of bullshit. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because, because we are at a situation to where these things have happened in our community over and over again that it may not be in the public eye, but it's happened before, right? Mm-hmm. And so this yeah. won't be the first time. So at that particular point, if the leadership does not believe that they need to figure out uh, uh, find a solution to the problem because before it gets bigger, it only should take one time. One example in any, any other place is just to evaluate, reevaluate what, okay, what do we do? What can we do to not have a situation like that, right? So I'm not accepting, here's what we're about to do. I applaud a person for doing that, but let's do it when nobody's looking. Let's do the right thing when no one is looking. Yeah. And so I'm not accepting that from anyone. Um, hope that things get better, but all the excuses are off the table. And I'm not accepting any of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to to hear you say that and to frame it that way, Anthony. Because as you said, this is not the first time something like this has happened. It's not the first time that a person who was clearly in some state of mental illness or mental distress has been shot and killed by Huntsville police. This is not the first time that a vulnerable person has not been uh, horribly mishandled by Huntsville police. I'm thinking now about the case of, uh, I think he was 87 years old when this happened, Mr. William Frazier, a black man who was driving in his car well below the speed limit, so slow, in fact, that he was uh, pulled over or an attempt was made to pull him over by a police officer with Mr. Frazier indicated that he he did not see or could not see or didn't realize what was going on. Well, the man is 87 years old, for Christ's sake. So, of course, he could, he wasn't aware. You know, maybe he shouldn't have been driving. But But the reality is what happened to him, the way he was brutally pulled out of his vehicle and manhandled to the point that this poor man was in the hospital, you know, and, and what makes me angry, and here I am, Josh, I'm getting worked up again. Oh, listen, what, no, I know, man, I'm backing away. I'm backing what away. Ma- <laughs> what makes me angry, and Anthony, I, I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but the mayor, Mayor Battle and I had an argument on the radio when I used to host uh, the talk show on WEUP in Huntsville about this case, because the mayor's position was Strangely, as his position has been with this William Darby situation, they the police officers with Mr. Frazier, he said to me, they did what they were trained to do. They followed policy and they did what they were trained to do. He said in his statement with Mr. Darby, Officer Darby, he did what he was trained to do. And and for for our mayor, unfortunately, the trend has been well, you know, if they're trained to do it, it's okay. Well, hell no, it's not okay. It's not okay, and the outcomes should, you know, should are indicative of that. Am, I mean, I mean, am I not right, Anthony? No, no you're correct. Uh, you know, I think that in listening to uh, very carefully to they're doing what they're trained to do is a way to push off responsibility uh, and accountability, uh, and if if we saw that with Mr. Frazier, then why the hell didn't we change the training? 
Yes. Um, yes. And modify the training. And so I think I think that is a very political way to respond uh, to it. And and don't get me wrong, you know, uh, and and I've been very upfront with you about this. You know, Tommy and I, I worked on Tommy's campaign when he became mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I said to me, it, I was just very shocked that that the mayor made those, those particular comments. Um, but at the same time, I don't know the intel that the mayor received. And based upon his response, if someone that worked for me gave me that type of intel, uh, first of all, I wouldn't have repeated it. And second of all, they wouldn't have their job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. Um, I think I think for me, um, we are we cannot give individuals an opportunity to make excuses for accountability, right? The lack of accountability. And I think the one and most one thing that I think that we got to realize as, as leaders in general, we gotta say, we gotta admit when we're wrong. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I think that this particular where we are as a community and promoting growth and opportunity, I mean. When a person Googles Huntsville, Alabama now, this is what's going to come up. And you think somebody's, uh, you think these folks want to move here? Yeah. So we need to get this, we need to get this crap. We need to get it right. We need to, they need to distance themselves from Mr. Darby. And um, we need a new leadership in the, um, in the police department immediately. Yeah. That uh, that gets into what I was going to ask you about, because as part of the statement that was released by the Rosa Parks Day Committee and and uh, assumed by, by you and, and Representative Hall, it was mentioned in there that y'all were going to request that the Department of Justice uh, initiated an investigation into the police department. Uh, and so what I wonder is, is what that entails. Uh, I mean, I know that that you are, while you're the House Minority Leader in Alabama, you also have uh, uh, some connections to some folks that uh, you're pretty high-ranking people in in the U.S. government as well. Um, and so I wonder where where that stands and what uh, approach y'all plan to take uh, in that regard. Well, I'm hoping first that the the mayor in the city of Huntsville decides on their own to start reviewing their own, and you can't review your own. Uh, with with your own, right? And so it has to be just like the the report from the June third uh, situation. Mm-hmm. The comments were made after that, as if there was no real wrongdoing. But guess what? When that when that independent firm, and then when that firm dug deeper, and mm-hmm. you saw the results of that report, it did not reflect their original statement. Yeah. So it has to be. So I think that for me, um, recommendations is not going to be enough, okay? There has to be a deep dive, and it has to be as independent as possible. And if we can't do that as a community, then I say we exercise all options and not limit and not limit those options. All right. But uh, I mean, how is there a timetable for that? Do you, do you plan to give them a period of time before y'all reach out, or what? What do you plan to do? Well, I, I think that they're. I think that they're uh, certainly, and David may beat me up after this, but I think certainly that there needs to be another meeting to really under uh, to figure out what progress has been made since the first meeting. And for me, 
Uh, I typically don't even recommend second meetings if you don't see any actions from the first one. Um, but I think that they're uh, based upon the mayor's response to um, the Rosa Parks committee uh, thing from yesterday. Um, I think that there needs to be another meeting and, and go from there. And I think that from that meeting, there should not be any, any confusion as to what the next step should be. And um, like I said before, um, I like the mayor, the mayor's a friend of mine, but I cannot condone wrongdoing, period. Right. David, are you going to beat Anthony up now? No, I'm not <laughs> okay. going to beat him up because uh, we actually have the same basic opinion. Um, the mayor emailed me, uh, when did I say that was? Was that Wednesday? I don't Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday he emailed me. And um, and I replied early this morning and uh, sent he and Steve Raby, uh, his political uh, advisor, a copy. In fact, Anthony, I didn't even get a chance to tell you this, but Steve called me this morning. So, um, you know, I'm open to I'm open to uh, meeting again. I think that, you know, uh, we are a committee, you know, so it's not driven by my my wishes or desires, but um, but I believe that Anthony is right that at the appropriate time, with uh, you know some some good faith actions to to substantiate that progress is moving forward, then I would say yes, let's meet. But 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 as I said to I think I said this to Steve on the phone this morning. Um, it, uh, it just, you know, we, in light of what, in light of what the mayor is quoted as saying to, uh, Paul Gaddis, uh, saying that he, uh, supported both, uh, statements, uh, we just could not, we could not have a meeting after that. It's so and dumb. Just, it's such yeah, a dumb just, thing we, to say. Just, it's so yeah, stupid. Yeah, we just couldn't do it. And the committee was not in favor of it. And, and I was, without question, one of the committee members who was in agreement, you know, just like, yeah, we can't do this. So, um, you know, uh, we'll just have to see how things progress. I, I, I told Steve I was going to send them the email and that, uh, you know, they should absorb it. And then let's see what happens. And so hopefully they're doing that. And, and then we'll, as a committee, we'll decide, you know, how to proceed. I was going to ask too. Um, you know, y'all, y'all both have mentioned, um, you know, the black eye that this could be for Huntsville, uh, and I know Anthony is a uh, is a big business guy. Uh, you know, I, even though he is a Democrat, uh, he's still a big business guy, um, and and does a lot with the business community, especially in the Huntsville area. Um, I have you heard from from many of those folks uh, in the in the business community. And what do you feel like the, the impact of this will be on, on attracting future business? Well, I've heard, I've heard from a number of uh, business leaders in the community uh, and, and uh, individuals of influence in the, within the community uh, that, uh, that really said that this, we got to move forward beyond this issue. We got to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in order for us to remain competitive, 
uh, economically as a community. And, it, and they're saying that it should not be just based upon the economic activity that we're trying to track. It should be based upon us doing the right thing and wanting to do the right thing and showing the world that we are, we believe in diversity and inclusion. Right. And, um, and though we may not all agree uh, uh, all the time, but we should be focusing more on how do we make our community a better place? Um, and, and, and where everyone feel accepted and heard and that we're you know, solving problems. And so I agree, I agree wholeheartedly with them. Um, and that's why um, you know, I mentioned that there should be a meeting um, as, as a result. Uh, like I said, I've known Tommy since probably 2008. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, his word has already always been good with me. Um, and, but this particular time, um, I just want to give him the benefit of the doubt before, you know, we exercise all options. And, and I will tell you this. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> all right. What? Um, I I guess my my last my last question, uh, and, and I guess I'll make this to, to to both of you. Do you feel like you can you you can move forward and present that image to to the world, to the business community, to whoever it needs to be presented to, uh, with Tommy Battle in charge and Mark McMurray as chief of police? Not the latter. Definitely not the latter. What, what, um, what do you think, David? Um, definitely not with the police chief. Uh, I think the mayor. I think the mayor. Um, if the mayor were to be very explicit and unequivocal in in his lack of support for Officer Darby's actions, I think that the mayor could uh, could potentially um, salvage his position. If I were, let, let me, let me, let me go a step further. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I'm a, I'm a business guy and my business is media relations and PR and content creation and that sort of thing. If I were advising the mayor, if the mayor were one of my clients, he's not, let me be clear, the mayor's not one of my clients. But if the mayor were one of my clients, what I would advise the mayor to do is to not only be explicit in in saying that he does not uh, uh, affirm the actions of Officer Darby. But I would also advise the mayor to be very clear about understanding, you know, we can we can we could cast it as an epiphanal moment or whatever, but understanding now that that this was a uniquely sensitive situation mm-hmm. because the man was in mental distress. You know, uh, people with disabilities, people who are suicidal, people who are in emotional crises, they deserve much better treatment 
than Mr. Parker was afforded. And, and, and I think that the, one of the measures of a progressive, compassionate community is how, as Dr. King would say, how we treat the least of these. And certainly people who are in mental distress are among the least of these. And I would, and I would advise the mayor strongly to embrace that, to make sure that he expressed sympathy to the family of Mr. Parker, because even if Mr. Parker had emerged from that without being murdered, he clearly was a person in distress who needed help. Yeah, they're they're about to pay the Parker family a few million dollars. Uh, I mean, you yeah, know, and that's just uh, whether they settle it or, or a jury decides that or not. I mean, yeah, they're, uh, they're you know so an, an apology probably uh, won't won't change that one way or the other. And uh, but you know there there seems to be with this police department a an issue with aggression uh, and a complete disinterest in de-escalation. Uh, for the most part. Now, I say that as, as somebody who wrote a column praising uh, the officer who was on scene to uh, to begin with, who was right. trying her best to, to de-escalate this and, and, and figure out what was wrong with Mr. Parker and save his life. Uh, but I think until you, you get that solved and you get the leadership on board with a de-escalation first attitude, I don't know that you ever... Uh, you know, come come away with a police department that that doesn't have one of these problems at least once or twice a year, right? Let me, and let the me statement say. by the chief, going back to what 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 you know, going back to your question, Josh, the statement by the chief, I think, reflects the problem with the chief keeping his job. The chief yeah. apparently is completely aligned with this this thought process that that says that you know, uh, shooting and killing a man in cold blood under those circumstances is okay. I think for me, uh, Josh, and I think that um, as we begin to have a larger, a much broader conversation about um, ways to to eliminate the the issues that have existed in a, a number of police departments around the country, uh, mm -hmm. particularly in our local community, I do think we have to acknowledge that there are some people that does not connect conduct this type of behavior in police in the police force, and I think that before painting a broad brush on the entire force, um, I think we gotta. There's some things internally that has to happen to make it okay for officers to be able, good cops, to be able to uh, focus on weeding out bad cops, right? And I think in order to do that, when we are addressing this issue. We got to reduce our emphasis on, uh, of, of, you know, painting it with a broad brush, because if you're attacking me or attacking someone, um, then you're attacking. You you need to, you know, call it what it is. Uh, but let's make certain that we are doing it in such a way to where those that are that are honoring and that are uh, that are protecting and serving are not painted with the same brush of those that are that are being corrupt and abusing abusing their power. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's that's very fair. And it's mm -hmm. a 
you know, I, I just think that, that this thing starts with leadership at the top in most cases. Uh, and if you have a police chief and, and a leadership team in the police department that is focused on uh, community policing, de-escalation, connecting with the people of the of the community in the cities, uh, having cops that are uh, that are actually serving and protecting, I think that that, tr- that trickles down. Uh, you know, if that's what's emphasized, that's what pays the bills at the house. That's what you'll do every day, day in and day out. And uh, and I think, you know, uh, that's obvious. I don't think that's happening now. I think that you're right. There are a lot of good cops out there that uh, in the city of Huntsville uh, that do a good job. I've met a few of them. Uh, you know, I think that so they, uh, they, yeah. that they, they, they approach the job the right way. And, and, and I wish it would spread a little further. Um, and that sort of attitude be the one that, uh, you know, that, that makes headlines a little bit more, but, you know, until we till then, I don't know that we can. I, I do want to clear up one thing that we talked about earlier, uh, and that is how much the city has paid for uh, Darby's defense. Uh, they have apparently released now to uh, at least a TV station in Huntsville and, and probably to some others that they've paid just under $90,000 so far for his defense uh, to date. And I'm assuming that that bill will go up to the 125 that they pledged. Uh, before too much longer, because I'm guessing all the all the charges have not been uh, presented for payment yet from uh, from Darby's lawyers. So, uh, you know, pretty hefty tab, but that's what they approved, and so I'm I'm assuming that they were prepared to pay for it. And uh, and it doesn't look like also they also cleared up one other thing is that Darby is on a leave as of right now through accrued time that he has, uh, and his his personnel hearing to fire him cannot be held until he is off of the accrued leave. So it is apparently not going to be held for quite some time, as as far as I can see. Mm. So, uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, well, listen. I mm. you know, I, I, despite the the jokes and everything else, so we, we do appreciate you coming on, uh, Anthony, and and you know, and and maybe we can at some point talk about the session and some other legislative things, but. You know, I think this is pressing right now, and I think it's drawn the interest, rightfully so. I mean, Huntsville is is kind of the the bright star of the state uh, at this point, and it's a, a place that a lot of people are moving to from from outside of this state, and a lot of you know people look at it as as you know Alabama, but not really Alabama, and and I think it's drawn a lot of interest as it as it should. Josh, um, yeah, we are we are Alabama. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've, I, I've heard people say, I, and that sounds great. You know, I think it's great for PR, but we yeah. are Alabama. We are Alabama. Yeah. It, it doesn't, is there's nothing different about us than there is about Auburn, Tuscaloosa, Mobile, Montgomery, and even some of our rural communities. And mm-hmm. so I think that we want to, we want to lead ourselves to believe that we're different. Yeah. We just have a lot more economic activity, but I don't necessarily think the leverage changes your spots at all. Well, I, I mean, I, I hope that that is that's changing. I do. I mean, and I and I look at the the way the votes are going in different places, and and you listen to the conversations around with people, and and you know, from somebody who has lived in Montgomery, I will tell you that Huntsville is a lot different than Montgomery. Um, you know, and and um, and while there is. Uh, there are some attitudes that are similar in certain pockets and certain sections. Uh, overall, it's it's a it's a way different place, and and I mean I understand completely. I'm not disagreeing with you. I understand what you're saying. It is it, it's still I, out. I'm of not. Mind, but I'm man. not demeaning Huntsville now. I'm just right. saying that um, the issues that exist in other places, we are not exempt from those issues. Sure, existing in our community. 
But the different thing is, is how we respond in addressing those issues is going to be the thing that set us aside. But we've not, at this particular case, we have not uh, done that. And we've not been proactive in addressing issues of concern that have been around um, for some time. So yeah. I think we, we, we get those things addressed and then we can revisit the conversation. I think I think you're right about that, and that's uh, you know I, I think that's true, uh, and and hopefully it's moving in that direction. Um, you know, uh, I'll say this: I'll say this for the city of Huntsville, uh, the the business community uh, of folks there uh, have responded to this a lot differently than they would in some other places, um, and and I, I hope that that is a a sign of of a changing. Uh, of the way things have been and the way things are and a move towards a, a truly a more progressive and, and, and better city. Uh, but, uh, you know, thanks for uh, spending a, you know, a few minutes with us and, uh, and, and talking it out, you know, and, and listen, I just, I really appreciate you and David not being so angry. Okay. Because I was, <laughs> I was really concerned about that. So, well, you don't want to get, a, you don't want to get arrested, Josh. I understand. I, I, I appreciate from, from both of you guys and we'll, I'm sure we'll be we'll be talking more about this, and uh, it's uh, y'all y'all keep up the good work. Y'all are y'all are doing good work. Thanks, bro. All right, all right, Anthony. We'll we'll talk to you down the line somewhere. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, that's uh, Anthony Daniels. He's uh, he's good. Um, yep. And um, you know, it's it, it's it's good to have him there um, and doing doing what he does um, without him and Laura Hall and and you know and some others and some other mm-hmm. folks locally. Um, it it would be a much different story, uh, and a lot of things would get swept under the rug that aren't going to get swept under the rug because they're there doing what they do. So, yeah, I appreciate Laura and Anthony's uh, their involvement in this issue in particular because you know it, it's a it, in many ways it is primarily a, a a local issue, but of course it has implications beyond you know yeah. Huntsville. But it's been it's at its fundamentally it's a local issue and. And it's an issue that really should be addressed, you know, more, uh, you know, more directly, I'll say, by the city council and and local, you know, locally elected municipal leaders. So I appreciate the fact that as state legislators who represent this area, they are making their voices heard. Absolutely. All right. We're going to say what we'll slide out. Uh, yeah, we'll come back, uh, wrap this thing up, uh, you know, briefly, I hope. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, uh, and, and then let you go on about your way. But, uh, I thought these were, these were good conversations. So, uh, you know, and really if we're not pleasing ourselves, who are we pleasing? So, all right. Back in a minute, Alabama politics. Alrighty, welcome back. Uh, let's uh, we'll wrap this thing up, and we'll we'll be fairly fairly quick about it because I know we've you know I, uh, y'all don't have anything better to listen to. Okay, let's be honest, you don't. But we're not going to hold you forever. Okay, right, we, we, right. we went long in the first segment and long in the second segment, and you can't go long for all three. Okay, no, you just can't no, do it. And so no. so we'll we'll be relatively I, relatively quick. I I did want to you know wrap up very quickly the um, the legislative session. It ended uh, on, on Monday, 
And, um, you know, eh. <laughs> I mean, really, it's a, I guess about the rap, right? Yeah. Well, uh, medical marijuana. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that was, uh, that was a big deal. You don't think so? It was okay. I mean, I mean, we're like, what, the 30th some odd state to do it? We did it. We have the most uh, restrictive medical marijuana law in the in the country. It legalizes only the pill form uh, mm-hmm. and, and at very, very low levels. Uh, and, you know, so it's not like you, we, we, we're opening up dispensaries around, you know, it's just, um, right. you know, but- I just... But for Alabama, though, for Alabama, this is a this is a modern day miracle for Alabama. Well, you don't think so? I I, I just it always bothers me to give Alabama the Donald Trump pass. Uh, Mm. You know what I mean? You know, where? Mm. Well, he doesn't know, but he he didn't know any better. You know, yeah, he did this illegal stuff, but he didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Mm. Where this is the standard for being a president. You know, this is the standard for being a state. You know, you've got to there are certain things that you do, which is legalize shit that doctors say you ought to legalize because it would help you uh, in treating patients and also stop, uh, you know, help treat an opioid epidemic that's ongoing in the country. So you don't get just like credit. Well, it's Alabama and they're really stupid. And so they did this one smart thing. So it's okay. You know, I mean, I just we don't get credit for doing what we should have been doing anyway or doing the the bare minimum of what we should have been doing anyway. Huh? Right. Yeah, I mean it's you know, it's like giving uh, the you know, the the kid that's that's not very athletic the ribbon just for participating, you know? Right. I mean it's uh, uh yeah, look, good try. You got out there, okay? Well, when I when I look at when I look at the way things are trending now, I mean, you know, we're you know, we we foot we've been foot dragging with miracle with medical marijuana. Um, and, and of course you and I both think that we should just move full fledged into recreational marijuana, but that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, we, we, uh, continue to resist legalized gambling in a more structured, uh, systematic way, even though we've got it to some degree in the state anyway. Uh, you know, and then finally we refuse to expand Medicaid, which has been a no-brainer to me since it was first introduced as a since concept. Since math was invented, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, so, really, honestly. It's, so, it's, it's, so to me, we're just like, I, I mean, I just, I'm of a mindset, Josh, where I just say, you know what? Take the victories where we can get them, man. No, no, I understand. I understand. That's a, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, it is a, it, it's a, it is a victory, I guess, of sorts. But uh, I mean, it's like it, it, what you said with gambling. You know, they're 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 going to be a special session here in a in a few months uh, on on gambling, and they're going to try again to pass this uh, this comprehensive gaming bill, which they should have passed mm-hmm. uh, the first two weeks of the session. I mean, people support it. Uh, it's a good bill. Uh, it's going to bring in a ton of money, and it's going to allow you to do things that we really need to do, like expand some broadband. Uh, you know, expand healthcare in some manner. Medicaid expansion. Um, and, uh, you know, and it just, it'll allow you to do these things that that will, that will dramatic, not to mention, no, and this is, what's crazy to me is this gets lost. It's, oh, by the way, we're going to set up a scholarship program to allow thousands of kids to go to college for free. You know, I mean. This is a this is a huge monumental change for the state of Alabama that will lift so many thousands of people. Um, up in a, in a way that they would not be able to do otherwise. So we're never going to be able to do. So, so you, you you have been doing an excellent job of uh, I think of of examining 
or getting to what's at the root of some of our dysfunction hmm. as a state. So what would you say is at the root of this dysfunction? Why is it that we, we resist these things that only have upside? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, are you talking about just in the gambling situation? With gambling and expansion of Medicaid. Why? Uh, well, expansion of Medicaid is pretty simple. Uh, that is, uh, you had no political will of the people uh, in charge to do it because for so long it was tied to the former president. And doing so, it, it's, it's kind of like uh, the Tommy Battle situation where now they would have to be admitting that they were wrong uh, and, and that they had cost lives because they have. They've cost lives over the course of the last eight years by not doing this. And, and, you know, they've always been able to fall back on funding. Well, we, you know, listen, I know that this, we only 5% and 10% of this, but we just don't have the money to do that. You know, we, where's it going to come from? You know, and, uh, and, and to a certain extent that that's, that's true. I mean, there, there would be 160 or so million dollars that they were going to have to come up with, uh, each year. And typically our general fund budget is not very flush with cash. That said, whenever they need money, they find money. And they could have found this money. I was going to say, Josh, what about with the prison situation? I mean, we were going to be on the hook for a whole hell of a lot more than than $160 million a year, weren't we? Well, not not per year, uh, but it, we're gonna we're gonna get up there, and uh, I mean, it, it would have been a lot of money. It's gonna is, and you know, by the end of this, it may have been one hundred sixty million dollars. Uh, but you know, by the time we get to the to the end of this deal, it, it may be more than that. But we're we're gonna they would find it if they really wanted to do so. But it, the the political will was not there. It was not a it was it's not a a popular thing among the base of the you know, Republican Party, uh, because they don't care about poor people, typically. I mean, they don't, you know, and that's that's just how it works. Uh, Gambling, uh, the problem with gambling has always been, well, it's been multifaceted. And and really the problem is we screwed it up to begin with. Uh, And so you've got, now you've got this complicated scenario of having, uh, the these tracks and things that are that are operating under their own constitutional amendments, and you have uh, the Porch Band of Creek Indians that are operating casinos around the state, and they're they're you know grandfathered in with, with or not grandfathered in, but they're protected by the federal statutes. And so to come up with a plan for all this, you had to co-mingle those folks and get everybody on the same page because you you have so many people representing those areas where these people are where these businesses are, and those businesses employ and support so many people and municipalities that you're never going to get those folks to vote to close them down. So you had to come up with a solution that includes all of these folks, uh, get them on the same page to agree to it. Uh, and then you had to come up with a, a deal that would uh, would allow you to present it in front of the hardline Republicans uh, or to overcome the hardline Republicans. And I think and that's why I say this bill is as good as you're going to get because it does all of those things that for so many years you were never able to do. And in addition to that, it has been able to fight off the outside money that has flowed into this state to try to stop it from Mississippi and, and other states around us that really, really don't they don't want to cut off that pipeline of folks coming over to buy their lottery tickets or play in their casinos and right. other stuff. Because you go to go to a, a casino over in Mississippi on a Saturday someday and look at the tags in the parking lot. I mean, Ooh. just do it. I mean, see how many are from Alabama. There'll be, I guarantee you, it'll be a third of the parking lot from this state. I believe so, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and in addition to that, the, the most successful retail outlets for lottery tickets in all of the states around us 
are the states on the border without or on, in the locations along the border with Alabama? Uh, because Alabama folks are flowing over there and buying those lottery tickets when the, when the Powerball gets up. Uh, but you know, this is um, so. Th- this is where we are with everything, and you know, I I think we're eventually going to get something on the ballot in twenty twenty two for gambling, and I think it'll it'll fly through with, without a problem um, uh, because I think the the general public wants this. Uh, they want a lottery. They they don't mind casinos at all. As a matter of fact, most of them see it as just another form of entertainment, which right. it is. Which, by the way. The other thing that nobody ever talks about is it's going to create about 12,000 jobs out mm. of this. Mm. I mean, you know, and, and they're going to be decent, good paying jobs and in some areas where we need some good paying jobs. And, and I just, man, the whole thing, it just, it, it's, it's a, it's a good, is it the best possible bill? Well, no, I mean, but you never get the best possible bill in a, in a situation like this because you have too many people with personal interests that you have to please. And so, you know, there we are. There we are. Yeah. <sighs> So, you know, but uh, so this legislative session ended with medical marijuana. And I don't know. Was there anything else of real note? Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like much. I'm forgetting something, but I don't it, it couldn't be that deep because I can't no, remember it. No, there, I mean, I, there, there was a lot of things that they talked about. Um, oh, the yoga bill passed. <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, again, small victories, I mean, Josh. Small vic- baby <laughs> steps, Josh. Baby can, steps. We can stretch and take a pill. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, congratulations, Alabama. All right. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of things that took up a lot of time that ultimately mm-hmm. didn't pass. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, gambling was obviously one. Uh, we spent a full day disparaging Colorado over the medical marijuana stuff, and uh, when it didn't even apply, and. Uh, it just, you know, I, I just, I hate the, I hate the way that they handle business. I hate the way that this state, that, that as a one-party state, um, it, the, the folks are so forced to pander. I do want to say that um, the the AEA quietly had themselves a very nice session, um, and uh, were able to kill some legislation that was bad. Uh, we're able to push through some teacher pay raises. Uh, we're able to uh, get some things for some teachers to guarantee uh, you know, math and science teachers stuck around the state or even possibly came, you know, came to the state uh, and, and took jobs here. And, I, you know, I, I thought that they did a, a very good job uh, working for, for their folks and for public education here uh, that they have not been able to do in the past few years. And and I hope Matter of fact, I know one of the reasons that they were able to do it is because it was such uh, that they've been able to get teachers back on board and back into the fold, and they've got and teachers were really pissed off over the last year of the way that they were treated and the way people talked about them, um, and and I think that that played a big role in the AEA having this voice, and I hope I hope that the teachers recognize that this is something that they did. And if, that if they continue to do it like this, if they continue to get together and, and put their voices into this, whether it be through the AEA or how, however you want to do it, I just I happen to think AEA is there and set for you, and they have right. the, the folks that are uh, with the experience to go over there and lobby the state house, you know. And if they see that this big voting block of people in this state are on the same page when it comes to public education issues, 
This is the thing. These are the things that happen. All right. You get your way on these things, not because you're selfish or greedy, but because they're the right things for the state and for the kids and for and for our school systems. And so, I, I man, I hope that they continue to do this. I really, really do. Well, AEA has uh, I, I was just going to say, you know, AEA has really lost a lot of uh, the potency that it had, you know, in the Paul Hubbard days, yeah. the Paul Hubbard, Joe Reed days. but. Maybe maybe this uh, maybe this is a good sign that they're they're regaining their strength and their impact and influence and I you know I don't even know who the AEA president or chief or executive director <laughs> is or whatever the title is and maybe that's a good thing maybe it's a yeah. good thing. Well, I mean, you know, I, I deal a, a lot with our legal folks. Uh, Theron Stokes, uh, you know, is executive uh, president over there, executive vice president, and, and he, you know, he does a lot of uh, a lot of their stuff and uh, and handles a lot of that. And uh, uh, you know, but they they have a whole group of folks uh, there that, uh, that that do things. And, I, and I'll, I'll say this: a lot of their a lot of their lawsuits have been really good and 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 have gone away from the singular issues to to broader issues uh, that that affect the state and and really kind of uh, set the groundwork for. Uh, for stamping out future idiocy. Um, and so you know, I just thought it was a, it was a good session for them and I hope it's something, uh, and, and, but more importantly, I thought it was a good session for teachers. And so, uh, and that's ultimately when you talk about AEA, that's who you're talking about. There are the teachers that are the members there. And so I hope that that's, uh, that's, you know, something that, that carries forward, that they continue to have uh, a good result out of that. And they, they stay on the same page. But um, speaking of idiocy, <laughs> uh, our, uh, our our right wing nut uh, of the week, and I I don't know who else would better fit than Kevin McCarthy, uh, the House Minority Leader, uh, uh, and it's because of the way that they have handled the January sixth commission. Uh, you know, Republicans. Uh, that we we had all this talk about this bipartisan committee that was going to get together, uh, or commission that was going to get together, and and they were you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and so we're gonna, but they wanted to form the rules of this, and they wanted to see to see if it could be bipartisan. So they sent a guy uh, there to negotiate with Democrats on what the rules should be, and they came together and came up with an approved list of things that they were all going to do. And they took it back, and, they got, and then McCarthy said, you know what, that is a great list. No, we're not going to, we're in no way going to support this at all uh, because, and listen, that, uh, honestly, I understand why they can't do this. There's no way they can do this because we all know what they're going to find. We're gonna, they're gonna find that everybody lied. They participated yeah. in the lie. The lie yeah. pushed all these people over the edge and these people came rushing in and they're gonna yeah. find that Mo Brooks and some of these other people were uh, maybe a lot more responsible than some others for what the That's hell right. happened. That's right. That's uh, what I, I mean, believe. That's what yeah. I believe. Yeah. Hey, but there's but a reason Mo's ducking as investigators, man. Yeah. And, and I, and I think you're right. There, there is a reason why he's doing it. And I think it's tied into what you're saying. And I also think that. We have a really history is going to rip McCarthy and Trump to shreds mm -hmm. uh, and also McConnell to shreds because, you know, McConnell goes on the Senate floor and implicates Trump mm -hmm. in what happened. McCarthy, it's documented that McCarthy was calling Trump, begging him to call off the, the these insurgents these yeah. these insurrectionists yep you know so 
it's very clear that in the moment, and shortly after the moment in McConnell's case, they were crystal clear about the danger that they were in. Oh, yeah. And the danger that this represented to our nation. And now these guys have decided that for political expediency, they're going to impede this this process as much as they can. Oh, yeah. It's shameful. It's disgustingly shameful. Oh. oh, it's listen. And I said, I think on Twitter yesterday, can you imagine the number of commissions that would be formed if there had been one Black Lives Matter flag in that crowd? I mean, Lord Jesus. Yeah, Lord I mean, Jesus. we we would well that, that whole capital would be shut down right now, and every day would be going out and interviewing every black person that they found. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, where were you, huh? Where were you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, David I mean, Person, it, where were you yeah. on January the sixth? Yeah. yeah, it's just oh man, yeah. they're, they're they're so they're so shady. They really are. All right, um, did you get all the anger out today? Did you you think you feel like you got all well, that? As a black man, you know, I have a continuous <laughs> stream of anger. So, uh, you know, it's so, so scary. Yeah, it just it, it never stops. Yeah. It never. I understand. It never all right. Well, I, I hope it was in some way cathartic uh, because it yes. was, uh, you know, it was it was good. And I, and I hope people understand a little better about what's going on now, at least. And and maybe they are as outraged as, as you and I are. So, so yeah. I hope so, because they need to be. Yeah. They need to be. This is what this is what the old folks would call righteous indignation. And and well placed. Yeah. Well placed. Yeah. All right, we're gonna slide out of here. Till next week. Alabama politics this week. Y'all be safe. Peace.